Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. It's late on a Friday night right now as I record the pod this week. It's been a very busy week back at work. Uh, so I am so sorry to my regular listeners that the that this week's pod is dropping very late. But never fear, it'll be worth the wait. Uh, you can kind of hear in my voice, I've lost my voice a little bit. I did a show last week and uh, for the first time in my performing career, I actually, actually had to pack it in two sets in because my voice just gave up on me um, and I've been trying desperately to get it back. I did do a gig tonight um, at a nice winery, which was pretty groovy um, and it, it held up. But um, last weekend, forget about it. So uh, yeah, the pod was recorded, um, I believe, on Monday this week. And uh, at that point, my voice was still pretty raspy, so please uh, forgive the, uh, the raspy, dulcet tones of the Sizz Dog this week. Um, so yeah, this week I caught up with hip-hop R&B artist Josh DiRosario, aka Jane Inn. Uh, we had an awesome chat. Uh, keep on listening to hear Josh tell the story of how he was asked to play drums in grade six and somehow outperformed his best friend. It is a corker. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, you can listen to The Art of Turing on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. And remember, uh, The Art of Turing is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network, and you can check out all the other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is a little bit, of course, language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with uh, kids, it might be a good idea to throw on Giggle and Hoot, and then once they're dropped off at their swimming lessons, which reminds me I've got to get up for my twin swimming lessons in the morning, so I better get going here, put Art of Doing back on. Uh, now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 65 of The Art of Turing is brought to you this week by the iToilet. Are you constantly worried that you won't find a toilet near you that is in acceptable condition? Need to go number twos but you don't want to use the loo at Macca's? Then download the iToilet now in the App Store. App, the App Store. The App Store. It connects through your GPS on your smartphone and will direct you to the nearest, cleanest toilet wherever you are in the world. Hey, George, did you see this? It's an article about Bernie Madoff. Kramer. No, look at this. They got the floor plan to all his offices. Here's where he was. Kramer, he doesn't want to. You couldn't get to him. It was a Ponzi scheme. Do I need to hear this? I know what happened. So what's the big deal? You lost a couple of million. It was more than a couple. Well, it was more than a great idea. An iPhone application that leads you via your GPS to the nearest acceptable toilet 
wherever you are in the world. <laughs> the eye toilet. And I thought of it. <laughs> that was one killer app. Why'd you have to give it all to that crook Madoff? I don't know. How could you be so fiscally irresponsible? <laughs> all of it, Jerry. All of it. Madoff. Madoff! Just so you know, The Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you would like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. I often wonder why I say that every week, but um, if you are listening in the car and you're like, oh, I want to keep listening when I get to work, when I've got a five minutes and you've got a computer, then you can just Google Wooshka and Art of Touring and you can. Otherwise, you don't have to. <laughs> There you go. Before I get into my conversation with Jay Nin, Josh, uh, I'd like to share with you a snippet of two of his tracks. You're getting two this week, Art of Listeners. So how lucky are you? Art of Listeners. Art of Touring Listeners. Uh, the first one is called The Way I Like It. Here it is. There you go. Now here's another one of Jane In's tracks. This one is entitled Klitschko. There we go. Those are some killer tracks. I wish I could play more for you, Art of Touring listeners, but I can't. It's just a snippet. If you want to hear more of it, you've got to go and search it out yourself. Now, let's hear my conversation with Jane Nin, and I'll see you at the end with some concluding comments. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here in glorious Epping. It is, man, it is so cold at the moment, but we do have the heater going. And across from me is uh, Mr. Josh DiRosario, a.k.a. Jane Inn. How are you, Josh? I'm oh, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm well, mate. I'm well. That's good. We go way back. Uh, you're a guitar player, singer, and now um, hip-hop artist as well. Correct. Correct, yeah. So... We're going to get into everything tonight. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Josh, uh, I start the pod, you know, the same way each week, and that is um, I ask the, the guest is where they're from and, and where they grew up. Tell us a story. Okay. So, I have lived in Epping all my life, which is um, not disappointing, but <laughs> I'd rather be elsewhere. But anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, grew up in Epping, went to school at St. Wernicke's, yep. St. Peter's before that, primary school. Oh, the one across the road. Right across the road, oh, yeah. Far out. I haven't gone very far at all. <laughs> you literally went across the road yeah, to go yeah, to high yeah. school, love it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I live about five minutes away from you. Mm. Yeah, so... So I'm here, and I know where Frank Kappa lives, so where are you in conjunction to me and him? I am, oh, so, just off Macca's Road. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, Greenbrook Shops, that's your that's your hood? Yeah. Oh, closer to Westfield. Oh, okay. Down further? Yeah, a little bit further. A little yeah, bit further. right. Oh, so you're near the skate athletic, park then? Yeah, yeah. Athletics track. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though I, I don't really have much to do with that. You don't skate? No, I can't. No. I can't, no. I've oh, tried. I I love skating as a kid and um, I, uh, I could never really do any tricks. Yeah. But I, I could coast pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, I think I, one day I went into the city and I saw this dude um, and I took my skateboard with me and I was shit scared. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch, you know, because <laughs> I saw a lot of kids just watching, you know. Yeah. And I saw this dude skateboarding and he was terrible. He was coming off his skateboard every two seconds. And I'm like, well, I'm better than that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give this a go. And this older guy came up to me. He's like, why aren't you, why aren't you skating, man? I'm like, oh, just, just happy to watch. He's like, well, you know, you... You're not going to learn unless you try. You just, just give it a exactly, go, yeah. man. Get it. And I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of seeing him and that older guy kind of giving me some advice, um, maybe do. And so then after that, I was like, yeah, I was off to the race and I start skating and stuff. But it's kind of lost on you, man, because you're right next to a skate park. You don't even skate. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was more um, in my bedroom, music. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I wasn't really physical. Yeah. Into yeah. sports, I should say that. Yeah, yeah, more into sports. No, I, I wasn't. Oh, not I at all. No, it was more no, just no. music. Music. Yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Was there anyone else in your family that was into music as well? N- my brother was, mm-hmm. but before that, no one else. So, um, I think my grandmother she um, used to play the drums. Okay. But I, I don't think that was like anything serious. Right. Right. But um, yeah, then my uncle. He started playing the drums as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then my brother started playing, then I started playing. So, ah. I was first instrument. Drums was first instrument. Drums was your first instrument? Yeah. And so, did um, you get lessons or did you just kind of, your brother would yeah. show you stuff? No, or? no, we, we did. We got lessons. Um, I forgot his name, but we did get lessons. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't really interested in it. I wanted to play um, Tekken, as you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so um, how old were yeah. you at this point? Uh I was probably eight, nine. Okay. Yeah, so I was still young and I wasn't really into it that yeah. much. Yeah. I liked music. I always liked music. Um, but music wasn't always the plan for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a comedian. But Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who was your favorite comic growing up? Uh, Eddie Murphy. Really? I love, yeah, I love black comedy, yep. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yep. I have no. I didn't know that about you at all. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, so were my two favourites. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, the early stuff like Delirious and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I shouldn't at that age, I shouldn't have been listening, you know, listening or watching. Or watching. That. Yeah. yeah, but you. But yeah. I, I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I grew up in the 80s, man, when that came out, and we were watching that way earlier than we should yeah, have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the jokes that you, the adult kind of one, yeah, just go over your head. Yeah, you know, over, so you probably yeah. would have been laughing at stuff that. A kid finds funny. Yeah, more the shit jokes. That, exactly. That was the gold for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I loved that. So Wow. Yeah. And so did you, pu- pu- have you ever pursued that at all? Or? Never, never. No, never. Never. 
But uh, yeah. In the early days of your, you know, um, uh, formative years, it was all about comedy. Yeah, comedy. Loved it. Loved um, wow. like drama and stuff like that, like acting yep. um, and performing. And that's kind of what got me into music. Into music yeah, eventually. Yeah, kind of the, the segue. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned your brother was musical as well and he started playing the drums. Did he stay on the drums or did he go to another instrument like you did? No, nah, he, he stayed all the way through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he was awesome. Yep. He hasn't played in a while, but... Um, it's just one of those things for him. He, he's one of those, you know, guys that can just pick up anything. He plays right. a guitar now. Yes. Um, but, like, just doodle around with it. But, yeah, he's, he's really good yeah. at that as well. So, um, yeah, he was just one of those guys that could just pick up anything and, and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went to St. Monica's as well, didn't he? He did, he yeah. He did, right. Was he there when I was there or was he already uh, yeah. gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Because when maybe. I started there, you were in your 10. Yeah, so he would have been there. He was, so he he was part of production. He was the drummer for production. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was him. That was him. He was the one that was always knocking Matko off of it. <laughs> Who was Matt? Matko? Oh, Matko. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. He, he was the one that Matko couldn't um, he hit couldn't compete with. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, we actually don't have a drummer that um, is capable enough to be in the pit. So we had a, a, one of the um, teachers do the gig this year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think we did have one, um, but he actually ended up on the stage this year. Mm, okay. So the roles were very different. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Know, but um, there you go. Oh, okay. And was he in a band as well? My brother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he, that called? He was in a band with, um, it was called Josh Grinter. I don't know if you remember I him. I remember Josh, of course. Yep. I taught him um, as well. Yeah. He was with him and who else? can't remember now. Matt yeah. McGinty and, yeah. yeah, my brother. So, um it was called Fall of Anima. Well, yeah, Fall of Anima. Fall of Anima, yeah, right. Yeah. What kind of stuff did they do? Uh, like post-hardcore metal. Yeah, right. You know, a bit of screaming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Melodic stuff, but yeah. Okay, cool. E- early days, like, I think that was in like 2008, maybe. That kind of era. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, nice one. And so then you're looking up to him, obviously, growing up. Um, yep. playing the drums but your heart's really not in it yeah well he was that much better than me so um, <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, like nah. oh screw this <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. I can't compete with yeah, you yeah like I said he was he was just an asshole he could just pick up anything and do it so yeah um, right right I wasn't going to compete with him he was yeah, too good okay so yeah it wasn't in it and all. eventually you um you found a, a home uh, playing the guitar yeah, and, and yeah, singing correct. eventually as, as yeah, well. Correct. So tell me about the um, yeah the transition from the drums to the guitar. Um, so obviously, like I said, I wasn't really into it as much um, because my brother. But mm-hmm. um, I think the guitar, like the first time I picked up a guitar, it was like a family friend's guitar, and they were like, oh, "Do you want to play this?" Because they knew Joel was playing drums. Yeah. So they were like, "Do you want to have a shot?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So I picked it up, first drum, broke a string, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you can have it back now. Yeah, right. But they're like, no, no, like they got um, the daughter a new guitar, so they're like, oh, you can have it if you like want to. Yeah. Like this thing was huge, and I'm still fairly small. Yes. You probably remember me 
being really small. Yeah, small, yeah. Yeah. Um, that guitar was a full-size acoustic guitar. Right. I couldn't even reach my arm around it. No, too big. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Steel so, string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It, it was huge. Even if it was a nylon, it would have been all right. Yeah, It would have been yeah. manageable, but a, a, a full-sized acoustic steel string guitar would have just dwarfed you at that age. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that, Far yeah, out. That was about maybe... 12 years old 11, 12 years old yeah. still pretty small at yeah. that point yeah, yeah so um yeah, so I couldn't really play it then uh, my dad I believe yeah, my dad he went and got me a three quarter guitar like nice a, yeah so I started on that and yeah, pretty much he got me a book so I didn't do any lessons at the start obviously yeah um, and he's just like yeah, learn off that pretty much so um just to see if like I wanted to do it sure. instead of going oh yeah let's do lessons and go all in yeah yeah and yeah. then I'm just like no I'm not feeling that I want to do something else yeah right so um yeah I just learned off that I think the first chord I learned was like a D mm-hmm. and then like all week I'd just play the one chord that was all I could do <laughs> yeah 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 and then I'm like oh I got to learn the next one so I learned a G and just swap between D G for Beautiful. like a week yeah yeah and yeah it wasn't anything special but I was pretty stoked with that at that point bloody oath yeah so um. Yeah, so that, that's all it was. Just kept on learning different chords, or whatever. Yep. And then, um, yeah, picked up on tabs. Okay. So yeah, just started learning like that. Mm. Got better, and then then my dad was like, "All right, I think it's time for lessons now." Sure. Like, I don't think you can get yourself any further than what you have mm. already. <clears throat> so like, make sure your foundations are right before you keep on going. Yeah. So then we went into lessons. Nice. And who yeah. did you get lessons from? I went to Billy Hyde Music in Greensboro when it was there. Oh, really? Now it's, yeah, now it's living music. So, okay, so it wasn't Main Street music at that point. It yeah, was, Main Street. Yeah, oh, that was, was Billy Hyde. still Main Street music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right But it on. was Billy Hyde owned, I believe. Ah, oh, at that point? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. In the late noughties there, of course. Yep. Um, is that... No, not late noughties. Early... What? What? How old? I'm 25, so... That, that would have been like... Oh, maybe 12 years ago. So it was Main Street music. Oh yeah, like yeah, like Nordic. It was yeah. yeah, it was um owned by Billy Hyde. Yeah, and um who was your guitar teacher at Billy Hyde? I wouldn't have a clue. Oh really? Yeah. I, you I'm, don't remember their name? No, no. Oh, cuz I know a lot of the musicians down there. Oh, okay. That really? was my first job teaching at that school. Oh, really? Main Street Music. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like and I know a lot of the teachers stayed there throughout the time, so that would have been great if you'd have remembered. But how long did you get lessons there for? Uh, maybe a year and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. And you don't know who taught you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You meet a lot of people. <laughs> oh, so there was different teachers. Yeah, because well, I switched later on and did singing lessons oh, later. Oh, right. So I switched. Okay, so you started off on guitar yep. for about six months or however long it was. Yeah, I did like a year and a half. Okay. I've forgotten, completely forgotten his name, and yeah. I don't even remember the, the singing teacher's name. There. Wow, right. But was yeah. it a, a male singing teacher? Male, no, it was a male guitar teacher, yep. and then a female singing teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, male yep. singing teachers are hard to find. Yeah, really rare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still um, haven't found one. Yeah, right. Yeah. I used to be a male singing teacher. Yeah. Because um, I'm a male, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> yeah. Art of Turing listeners, it is a, a uh, an audio medium, so you can't see I'm not drinking, I'm only drinking water. <laughs> it may look like vodka, but it's not. I vouch, I vouch. You vouch, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just an idiot. Um, no, yeah, uh, I 
and w- while I was teaching singing, it was always the fact that like I would get a lot of um, students that were males yep. that I would be able to teach a lot easier because I would be able to show them how to do their songs in a male register. Exactly. Whereas when a female student would come in, I would still teach female students. Um, it would be more of a case where I would have to sing a lot of the stuff in falsetto yeah, to kind of match where they needed to be. Yeah. But they would be singing in head voice. Yeah. And be like, so I'm singing this in falsetto, but you need to sing it here and not where I and am. And then explaining that is blurred. Yeah. Exactly. Trying to yeah. explain that. And yeah, yeah, there's correct. a lot of, it's a bit of a disconnect. So, yeah. um, so how did you find your female singing teacher? Was it difficult to kind of get your head around? Like, were they able to show you some stuff at least or? Um, yeah. Cause like I, I never had training, vocal training at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, like I, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. At the same time, because it was just a different style. Right, Obviously, because, yeah. like, I go in there, and at that point, I was screaming. Yes. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was screaming at points, and she was like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing that. Going to wreck your voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, a, a couple vocal teachers will, would say that it's not going to if you do it the right way. Sure, yeah. But when you start off, I don't think there is a right way of doing it. You just got to do it, and then yeah. if your voice doesn't hurt, you're like, all right, stick to that method. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did sing, like, normal, clean vocals. Sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was a little bit weird. Yeah. I mean, singing lessons is a very much a... It's a very interesting gig. Yeah. Because you'll get a student that, like, may not be able to sing in tune, and then it's your job as the teacher to try to get them in tune. Yeah, correct. That is so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> if they can't hear that they're not in tune. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, la, and they're like, la, and they're like, no, it's up here, the note is here, and they're like, no, it's down, and like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then you'll get a student that comes in and they can sing, and I'm like, sweet, now I can work with them. Yeah. They can already sing in tune. Mm. Now it's my you know, job to give them the magic fairy dust on top. This is what vibrato is. This is how you support your voice. This is how you, you know, sing softly and sing loudly and support it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, correct. So, um, yeah, it's a very interesting gig, man. And one that I kind of miss because as a classroom teacher, um, I really don't get to teach one-on-one vocals anymore. Yeah, 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 right. Um, I really miss it, but there you go. So you're doing that kind of thing, and um, at the time you're doing the kind of screaming kind of vocals as well. Yep. Um, And uh, you leave primary school, you go into high school. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you're playing guitar and singing? Yeah, yep. Oh, not not that early. No? No, no, no. So, so year seven, tell me about tell me year eight. So oh, year, year seven, eight. Okay, I was yep. playing, just playing guitar. So that was like the the year and a half. I think it was like halfway through year eight. Right. That, um, yeah, started a band or whatever. I wasn't interested in singing at all. Right. So I did that. I kind of gave up for like, <clears throat> I did the year and a half of lessons. And then at that point I was like, no, nah, I don't want, I don't want lessons anymore. I just want to like write and have fun with it. I don't sure. want it to be like a disciplined kind of thing. Yes. So, um which I probably should have stuck to anyway, but, um, yeah, it wasn't discipline. I just wanted to have fun with it at that yeah. point. And, um, that's how I actually started, you know, writing my own stuff. Cause it, it wasn't just learn a song, learn this, learn that, whatever it was, make yeah. your own stuff. Yeah, and I took yeah. pride in making my own stuff, especially cause my brother was writing with his band. Yeah. So I wanted to be like big bro. So yeah, I, I hear you, man. Yeah. So yeah. I just started writing and then later on got back into it. And then I was like, I think I need vocal lessons instead. And that would have been about like year eight when we started a band. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I wasn't always singing. 
Right. I wasn't. I, I was. I, I still am pretty shy as a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't want to get up and, and sing in front of anyone. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I started singing a band practice um, with Frank. Drowned yeah. Affection. Yeah. So yeah. that was that started about year eight. Okay. And yeah, so we started. And you boys were all in the same <coughs> year level, weren't you? All in the same year level. Yeah. And I went to primary school with Frank. I've known him for what, 20, 21 years now. That's wild. Yeah. And anyone else in the band did you go to primary school with? And and Matt Camilleri. And, and, and Camilleri as well. Yeah, yeah, I've known him for 21 years as well. Wow. Well, there yeah. goes um, one of the bushwhackers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, uh, but not Catolico. He didn't go to the same no, primary no, no. school. Met him in someone who's high yeah. school. Yeah, right. <coughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. And so, um, what was the name of the band before it was called Drowned Affection? <laughs> really embarrassing. Yeah, I was why I wanted. That's yeah. why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was called No Reason. No Reason. Yeah. No Reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love, it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It was terrible. I love the first band names, man. It's one of my favorite questions on the yeah. art of touring. Because, terrible. Yeah, everyone always looks back on them and has a giggle. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> no reason. And so, uh, why did you just call yourselves No Reason? No Reason? Yeah, I, I think that was the logic. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the logic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't choose it. Yeah. I was... Like I said, I was pretty shy and timid. I was joining them. They mm-hmm. were already like jamming together or whatever. Oh, right. So I joined them. It wasn't like, oh, let's all just, you know, do yeah. it. And so, so in year, year eight, where did you actually rehearse? At Frank's house. Oh, outside of school. Yeah, outside of school. So we were doing ah. like Saturdays, Sundays, and they're like, oh, come over, have a jam or whatever. Yeah. And they were playing like heats of um, ACDC, um, Wolf Mother, yeah. stuff that I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But I never played with a group of, you know, people my sure. age that were like, you know, into music. Yes. At the same time, I was in at that stage. I think it was like Green Day was like my main ah, go-to. Green right. Day, Blink, stuff like that. More yeah. Pop punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was into that kind of thing. Yeah. And they were into like rock and roll kind of stuff. They they did like Blink and all all the rest of it. But yeah, yeah. We started off playing pretty much ACDC and. Um, was the other one? Wolf Mother. That yeah, was like, right. That was that the main the one. Go-to. And Jet. And Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Real simple songs and yeah, fun, but simple. Yeah. Yeah, right. So you knew um, Kama and um, Kappa yep. from primary. So when did you realize that they started and were interested in music? Like, were they always interested in music in primary yeah, school? Yeah, yeah. Or? Well, me, me and Frank, or oh, Frank and I, sorry, mm-hmm. um, we've been like, best mates all the way through yeah right pretty much so in primary school we're best mates um and yeah we used to hang out together he he was into like green day and stuff like that but he had a little bit more variety i mm-hmm. think because of um he had older people around him like his sisters and stuff like that and his dad and, and his yeah. dad yeah exactly yeah so um yeah he listened to a little bit more variety where i listened to pretty much that or it was the stuff that my parents were listening to Right. Which, yeah, was completely different. Like Michael Jackson, Prince. Ah, all that nice. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I've always been into that kind of thing. Mm. Um, my mum was like a massive fan of the Skyhooks. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massive fan. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to listen to that. So, it was a, ho- a mixed bag yeah, of music, right. pretty much. So, um, yeah, but, but with Frank, um, he was playing drums as well. Yes. And... I do remember this. He'll probably kill me for this, but um, <laughs> <coughs> um, he brought in his drum kit 
or Kama. Kama was also playing drums as well. Really? Yeah, we, I think we all started on the drums. But anyway, someone brought in their drum kit to school and we all obviously went to the same school. Yeah. And we had like, it was kind of like show and tell kind of thing. Oh, right. At primary. Yeah. I think yeah. it was Frank and he brought in his drum kit and he was playing something. And at that time, he wasn't very good. Yeah. Like what he is now. Yeah, he's a monster so, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's crazy. But um, back then, obviously, we were like 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we weren't that great. No. And, um, and you're not meant to be that great at 11. No, no, no. All these YouTube kids that are 11 and they're playing all these crazy Yeah, yeah. Things, they're missing like, out. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Go and live your life. You've got <laughs> exactly. all your life to get that good at your instrument, you exactly. muppet. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, jealousy is like a, a major part of that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have done that at that age. But I know, I yeah. know. But at the same time, like, you know, they're not out kicking the footy and making friends. You know? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, they've got a, you know, maybe a very um, uh, strict family. Like, you've got to practice. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. That's what I'm kind of discovering a little bit with my twins. You know, they're only five years old, but I haven't really um, pushed them into any kind of singing or, or anything like that yet because I'm like, well, I don't even know if they're going to like it. Yeah. Let them gravitate yeah. to something and yeah, then whatever they want to do, yeah, that you know, side, yeah, exactly. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. So he's in there. It's show and tell. It's grade six or whatever. Yeah. It is, and he's, <laughs> it's grade six. He's yeah. bashing on the drums and what happens. And, um, anyway, someone, I don't know who it was, but someone said, Oh, Josh can play too. Mm. And I was like, no, I can't. No, I can't. I wasn't confident at all. Like I said, really shy. I'm like, no, I can't. They're like, go on, jump on. Mm. Anyway, um, Frank had played something and everyone was really impressed with that. Yeah. And it's his drum kit and it's supposed to be his moment. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. So anyway, someone convinced me to get up there and I started having a bash and everyone was like, whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently I was better than him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still to this day, he's like, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you took my moment, you yeah. prick. <laughs> that is so In good. your six, yeah. I could so imagine him getting upset about that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, on his kid as well. On his kid, you yeah. showed me up. But, yeah. but you know what? That probably catapulted him to yeah. practice more. Well, I hope so. Like, I reckon it was, Even man. if it wasn't, like, he's a beast now. Like, he, he'll yeah. get me every time now. Yeah, but, yeah. But, um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bested him. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, I got him. Fantastic. That was the first and last time yeah, on the that, drum kit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. And so, um, well then, we fast forward a little bit. It's year eight. You go over to... Whose who's place did you say you were rehearsing? We go at? to Frank's. So Frank's place. he had the drum kit there, so uh, of it course, was easier. Yep, yep. Yep, up that big hill. Yep. And um, you, you go, where would, would you rehearse in the garage or up in the nah, you, main house you know, somewhere? No, nah, you know, underneath. Have you ever been inside? Oh, no, I've never been inside. Yeah, so he's got like, there's like a window. I don't know I don't know if you've driven up or walked I've up. I've been up there many times, but I've just kind of hung out outside. Yeah, yeah, so like for the main area is like where that, like the steps go up to the yeah, porch. Yeah, yeah. But underneath, that was like a window. It, it was supposed to be like storage. I, I don't know what it was, oh, but it's like a massive area. Yeah, and now they've rehearsed down there. Yeah, it was Perfect. all dusty and whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, the bottom of the house, so the basement or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So we go in there and... Um, Make some noise. Yeah, we just do that. We had carpet on the wall and stuff to try and, you know, Didn't really ghetto. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was good. It was good fun. Oh, that would have been a blast. Yeah. So there was power down there. Yeah. Like, I think we ran a couple extension leads or whatever and then, yep. yeah, just went for it. And his dad obviously would have had a PA down there as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. But even though we didn't, we weren't allowed to use it at that point. Yep. Because we're still young and 
pretty reckless. Sure. So yeah, we're like plugging in guitar amps and like with a mic or whatever, and just screaming into that, putting distortion <laughs> on it, thinking it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah. Wow. And so you, you're knocking about for a year or two, and and so when did you change the name from No Reason to Drowned Affection? Um, I. Th- I'm not sure. I think someone like was just pointing out like that's a pretty shit name. Yeah, right. And we all started thinking about it. I predominantly I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't get to choose it, so I didn't like it. And then I was like, nah, we we got to get a different name." Yeah. Because yeah, that's trash. Mm. So um the the second one, like the one that we landed on, I still think that that was pretty trash as well. Drowned affection. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty trash. Yeah. So um yeah, like we ended up changing it. We went on a band name generator. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, we just punched it in. That, that come up and we're like, the best out of this list. Yep. Chose that one, ran with it. That was it? That was it. Wow. Yeah. Because I, um, when we were in high school, I was in a couple of bands. And the first band that I was in was called... Um, x-rated jumping castle yeah i did hear this in one of your podcasts yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> and that one just came about because yeah like there was a, an x-rated jumping castle yeah, yeah. At this underage gig and we went along and we we're like that's hilarious we should call the band that and then then i think uh, the other one eventually was called hemoglobin and um, i heard that as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know all this <laughs> it was all just because the yeah. science class we'd, we'd learned that what it was and we we're like oh, that's kind of cool Let's call <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, i still think that's kind of a cool name it like, is I, I think like yeah you know you can pull it off like we're, we're smart we know what that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little it. bit gory if you look at it that way exactly but, yeah. yeah i think we all really kind of enjoyed explaining the name as well yeah, it's yeah, like 100%. oh what means this and it did make us sound smart even though yeah, we yeah exactly <laughs> like you just cover up for everyone exactly yeah, yeah. there you go 100%. So, Drown Affection, you start playing... And so, um, you started, like, just working on, like, ACDC and, like, Wolf Mother tunes and kind of finding your footing. Yeah. By the time you'd changed the name to Drown Affection, you'd obviously started writing your own tunes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and from memory, the the way in which you guys went about writing your own songs was very different. Can you tell our listeners about that? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about Guitar Pro. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I learnt off, like with tabs and stuff like that, learning how to play guitar. So I, I'm pretty sure I gave you that as well, like mm. the CD. But anyway, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, so we started learning off that. And then um, like my brother's band, they used to do that as well. It was more so just to have it, you were able to play it back and then play with it. Yes. That was like the main thing. And then you could remember it instead of recording it and then going, oh, what did I do there? If yes. there was something like, you know, small... Or a little leak that is inaudible on like a, a shitty, you know, phone yeah. um, recorder or whatever it was. Yeah. You couldn't hear it. So, it wasn't so much memory. So, I'd, I'd punch it all in. Mm. The other guys weren't as great at doing that. No, you were really good at it. I remember you yeah. actually brought the program into um, Vet Music one day. Yeah. And you were working on it. I was like looking at a different language. I had no yeah, idea yeah, yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And you were like this um, virtuoso on this program, punching all these things in and then like, there you go. So look, it's the guitar part. Yeah. I'm like, you've just blown my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I spent a cool. lot of time on it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. So yeah, it, Guitar Pro. So that's how we pretty much wrote everything. Yeah. I'd come up with, anyone come up with anything and um, yeah. yeah, we just punch it in. And then, yeah, we could tweak it without having to, you know, re-record something or whatever. Mm. So, 
Yeah, and then everyone could just listen to it, play along to it, like at home or whatever. Before the next rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, you could just listen to it. And like for drums more so, um, it's really hard to read drum tablature. Yes. So, um, but I could read it. I knew what it was. Obviously, I programmed it in. But, sure, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, or wrote it in, sorry. So, um, yeah, it would just be all just listening. Yeah. majority of it and then like tempo and stuff like that so you're more familiar with it before you actually played it so if it was an idea i'd write it in yeah. or whatever and then they could listen to it and you could judge it without having to look at a sheet play it and then figure it out for yourself that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. and you could put drums to it yeah bass everything it would sound like a midi version of a song of the song yeah yeah oh, it's very cool man i i was always very impressed with the way that you guys kind of um took took uh went about your songwriting and the yeah. way that um, formed your rehearsal schedule and, and how you were able to use that piece of technology to, um, you know, craft your songs yeah, and be able to, yeah, like basically just schedule when you're going to be able to learn something and then the next time, instead of just listening back to, like you said, like a dodgy recording, yeah, you've yeah, actually yeah. got like it all there, yeah, you know, that you could... It was, it was pretty cool. Very yeah. cool, man, yeah. I still use it to this day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, a valuable asset. Yeah. And so, um, you're writing tunes, and when did you actually start performing live? I think the first time we... It would have been in year eight, so not too long after forming. Yep. Under No Reason. Yes. Yeah. So I think we played at one of our friends' like house gatherings or something like that. Party. Yeah, like a party. Yeah, it wasn't really a party, but yeah, we just played there. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. It was pretty on my sister's birthday. I, I do remember that. It was As on well. my sister's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, it wasn't <clears throat> for her birthday. Yes. Um, I had to leave the family birthday to go and do that <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah yeah that, that was the first time we played and yeah it wasn't great like obviously we didn't have a PA or anything like that oh right so we just had um, and you weren't singing uh, at all at that point yeah yeah all of us were singing and not so much me I sang oh. like a, a couple of things here and there yeah but I wasn't singing um, there was other boys Frank was singing Matt was singing all of them were singing, and then other people were jumping up and singing songs that we were just playing to. Okay, now so I'm with you. yeah, it wasn't really like a performance kind of thing. It was More just of an excuse, just a, a live jam. Yeah, yeah, an excuse to play, and then other people would jump up and sing terribly. Yeah, nice. And, yeah, it was fun. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, and then obviously after that, you started playing with Drain Affection, and you guys would do like the um, kind of like the uh, um, is it freezer events? Yeah, yeah, we used to do a lot of them. You do yeah. those? Yeah, tell us about those. So. I don't know how we got in the door with that, but we probably did our first one maybe in like year nine mm -hmm. with Reservoir Fraser mm -hmm. or Darabin Fraser, sorry. Um, yeah, that, that first one was literally next door to the police station. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got on with that and we played with the Bright Star Alliance, which was a big band back then. Yes. Well, in the area, like in Victoria. Mm-hmm. They were coming up in, um, I can't remember, a couple of the other bands. but Similar genre though, yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all pretty similar, like screaming and yeah, singing. Yeah. And by that stage, I think we were more into the screaming stuff opposed to like rock. And, right, right. Yeah, like ACDC and stuff like that. Yeah. So into the post-hardcore kind of stuff. Mm. So yeah, we started doing that. And um, yeah, we opened up for that band. Yeah. 
wasn't a great turnout. Like it was, it was supposed to be like an outdoor event, but it rained. Oh, I think Frank actually told us this story, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. now. Yeah. So we had we got pushed back into the hall, and That's it was right. like, yeah. So no one come came out because out. it was raining. Yeah. They're like, oh, it mustn't be on. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. raining. It's an outdoor event. It was like a skate event or something. Sure. Yeah. So um. And this was still yeah. year nine, wasn't it? Yeah, year nine. Yeah, I'm right. Sure, yeah. And so then fast forward to year ten, and you meet this, you know, bearded. Long-haired music wasn't teacher. much of a beer back then. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> when I first met you, yeah, that's true. You were shaving for your job. I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah, I didn't have it as long back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my hair wasn't as long as well. No, no, no. It was a it lot was shorter. Your shoulders, I think. Yeah, yeah, above your shoulder. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was my first time teaching um, at the college because I'd already done three years previously at another school. Yep. Um, but this was my first, um, you know, vet music class, and um. I don't think I realised how lucky I was when you boys walked in and you were part of the course. Yeah, yeah. Because since then, I've never had a core unit of students come in who are already or were already playing um, regularly as a band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like you were the only ones in the class. There were yeah. other kids in the class. Yeah. But you guys always, you know, when there was time, a, a chance to like have a band you would like the main core and then you yeah. know maybe you'd invite a vocalist or a guitarist like yeah remember matthew um georgiatis yep. he would play guitar and everything yeah, yeah remember my my one of my favorite memories of of your band um at at saint monica's was the first um vet music concert that we put on at the sportsman assembly hall yeah that was awesome that was awesome yeah that you was know? everyone jumped on stage yeah because yeah, we had at like at the end yeah and you're singing that song <laughs> What a was day that to remember. Song? A day if, to remember. If it means a lot to you. That was yeah. it. Yeah. That's what the was one. the chorus? Like everyone sung along to it and uh, stuff. It was just Lars. La 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 la. That la, was it. La, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it was. That's all it was. And all the, everyone the, was at the back. Yeah. Yeah. So you invited all everyone to kind of sing up and everything, and um, yeah, it was it was a really cool thing. And then that was like the first gig that we put on, and yeah. it was so funny because I um. I actually charged people to come in. I'd made tickets. Yeah. Because that's what I did with my previous job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there was a concert, we charged. Yeah. And the money would go to the music department to buy new equipment. Yeah, yeah. And i never forget, um, the principal came up to me at the end of the night and said, um, two things, uh, Mr. Siriani. At St. Monica's, we won't uh, really be charging the parents to attend because oh, wow. <laughs> we have a budget, so you don't yeah, have to worry yeah. about that. I'm like, oh, okay. No worries, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Handley. Yep, yeah, cool. He goes, the second thing, want to commend you. I love the way that the senior students all wore casual clothes but the juniors didn't they were still yeah. in school uniform yeah. let's keep that going and really? I was like okay <laughs> it was a complete accident yeah. you guys all just showed up in casual and I was like freaking out yeah, yeah I remember why aren't that, these yeah. guys in uniform I'm gonna lose my job you know yeah I remember that and and bless him Mr. Hanley he he saw it and he actually dug it he's like oh well that makes sense they're senior students yeah it's a rock and roll type atmosphere yeah 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 let's have him have I him do it that. and so ever since then that's been the tradition at the college you know awesome so, there you go there we go trendset yeah you were the trendsetters most definitely <laughs> Um, so yeah, 10, 11 and 12, you guys, um, I would see you guys, um, progress. Um, and you would even come in with Mr. McNeil after school and record. Yes. Yes. That's how we got our, um, foot in the door with recording. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something now that you really enjoy doing yourself. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Tell like me about my own studio at home. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I built in my attic. It doesn't sound as ghetto as it sounds. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah, built everything properly. So um, you know, plus the walls, everything, everything's insulated. Yes. Um, lights, air conditioning. It's um, nice and pleasant. A vocal in booth. Yeah. Wow. Very, yeah. Very pleasant. Nice. It's small, but um, yeah, it's pleasant. It's your space. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Like TV, yep. a couch, a little yeah. couch in there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd love to see it, man. Yeah, you should come around. Very cool I'll thing. Show you. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll definitely take you up on that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you're, you're smashing it with Grand Affection. You're playing gigs outside of school, inside of school. You've yep. even gotten your stage craft down. Like, I remember yeah. the last one, you guys would all do, like, choreographed moves at certain yeah, points, yeah. And, you know, and it was really happening. Yeah, you know? I was a bit of a Nazi with that. Were yeah. you really? Yeah, that was that was me. That was I, you? I would, I'd push really hard for that. Yeah, right. Why was that? Oh, j- obviously with my brother being in a band. Yep. Um, they worked on that too. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And I'd see other people do like these cool little things in their show. Yes. And... um like headbanging and stuff that was the thing to do yes but you need to do it all in sync yeah you know, everyone's in sync everyone knows what's going on when you're watching it it's like it's cohesive yeah man so it's like we got to get that down so we used to like we used to practice saturday sundays a lot of especially when it come to like um playing a show we'd play like friday, practice friday night saturday sunday like all day yeah and then we just like crash out on someone like if we we're at frank's house we just crash there yes and then we go again the next morning so um we come to school and we'd all be like sore because we'd just been like we had it was called normal practice so like we could sit down and then practice yes make sure all the music and everything's all tight yes once we got that tight we're like all right live prac now we actually had to like you know jump around wow yeah head you're bang, really throw dis- disciplined man yeah yeah and they weren't massive fans of it yeah but I think it, it worked out in oh, our favor. Yeah. Because we all kind of got on the same wavelength, which would helped us yeah. big time. So, um, yeah, live track was... That, that was probably the most fun part about it. Like, auditioning new songs, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Live track only had the songs that we had down, 100%. Right. We could play perfectly. Yes. Perfectly. Like, in our eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As best yeah. as you're going to be able to get it. Yeah, yeah. When we thought, like, that, that's the one. Now we can take it to the live practice. Yeah, exactly. So we'd do that. So it'd be wow. like Saturday was normal prac. Yeah. And then Sunday, live prac. And we come back to school and it, like we're just sore. Like, yeah. Our necks are hurting. <laughs> <laughs> All that. So, yeah, that was fun. We'd always complain. It felt like we'd gone to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, because, it was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah man. Because I remember Camera would even wear like a. Um, like a, a a Collingwood jersey on stage. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he he looked fit. Yeah. Especially by the time you were in year 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a unit. He was a unit. He was a unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a brick wall. There you go. Um, yeah. And so year 12, you know, you guys uh, killed it, you know, doing the vet music concerts and um, everyone really enjoyed your performances. Um, were you playing uh, outside gigs as well at that point? Yeah, we still were. Yeah. Um, we didn't do as much. I, partly my fault, um, doing VCA and stuff like that. I wanted to focus on like studying and stuff like that. Sure. So I kind of pulled back a little bit, yeah. but when it come to like, if we had a show, I was there, like school was second to yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But then when we didn't, 
Like, if we didn't have to practice, I'd be like, oh, I've got to study or something, whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And we would try and do it, like, on a Wednesday night, whenever. But we also got to do it at school. You made sure that we were, we were practicing. Yes. So, um, yeah, we had that. Less. That was, like, in, in our pocket as well. So, we could yeah, do that yeah. at the same time. So, yeah, it kind of, like, fell off a little bit. Yep. Um, because of that reason, I, I I just wanted to study, whatever. Yeah. I wasn't writing as much because I was studying. Yeah. Um, I think I was... Me and Matt Catelico, we were the only ones that did VCE. Right. So he was kind of on the same page as me, but he went into audio, like um, sound engineering. He did, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he was still focusing on that kind of thing mm. where I wasn't. I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Sure. But, yeah, I was more design work and then like art and stuff like that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, and were you doing gigs like at um, pubs and clubs in Melbourne or was it more... No, nah, never made stuff? it. Never, never made that. it to there, yeah. Yeah, right. Because I was... Um, I'm a November baby. Yes. So, when I was in year 12, it was pretty much school was over when I turned 18. The rest of them had turned 18 before school had ended. Right. So, yeah. when did you turn 18? November. Oh, November so- 15th. I had an exam on my birthday. And then you could go out. Yeah, and then I could go out. And then by that stage, when did the band kind of wrap up? Uh, pretty much then. It like we still, we still kind of we we tried to. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we're, we're going out and partying and stuff like Everyone that. Everyone went off to schoolies, and the band just like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we come back and we're like, oh, let's give it a let's give it a crack. Yeah, yeah. Um, try reboot it or whatever, mm. freshen it up. Um, because Matt was like doing the engineering thing yes so we're like yeah cool we'll just do it with him was he studying but, sound yeah yeah somewhere? he was he was just about to ah. so i think like we had our break or whatever and we didn't really do much yes um and then he started going to school for it and i, I think it would have been like maybe march sometime like that time and um yeah we're like oh let's let's give it a crack sure. never happened like i think we recorded like one song yep and it yeah, it just never happened. We were like, oh, we wanted to try and switch it up, make it more exciting, whatever. Pretty indecisive. And then, yeah, just... Just kind of fell away. Yeah, fell apart. Yeah. That was it. That was us. Because that would be around the same time that um, the Pass Outs were doing their first album. Yeah, yeah. I was recording the first album and you guys were helping me with the pre-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At school in yep. year 12, I remember. And then um, I'd book some shows and I was like, well, I mean, I need a band, you know. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? I will got these young kids that aren't in school anymore. I can ask them to kind of, if they want to fill in, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Matthew Catolico and Frank Capitacazzi want to come and play with Sis Dog on the weekends. Yeah, sure, you know. Yeah. And I think I kind of kept them at arm's length for about six months. Yep. You know, we would rehearse and do gigs and it came to a point where they were like, Dave, are we... Are we in the band or what? Yeah, because they, they weren't doing anything with us. Like, no. We, we hadn't done it in ages. ages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, if you want, but you're going to leave. Everyone eventually leaves. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah. I just want session people because I just yep. I was sick of people leaving my band. Yeah, right. Because um, there were so many. And I was like, well, you know, if you guys are keen, all right, but you know what you're getting into, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so, you know, the story goes, we, we, we launched the album and, and um, an old mate unfortunately has to, to depart the band. Yeah. Um, but um, for, for when for when we were doing it, especially the lead up to the album launch, it, I was I was so excited. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we'd, um, we'd, we'd booked the Cherry and, and we'd kind of earned our stripes at the Cherry and we eventually got that, you know, um, Saturday night spot there yeah. with the yep. Holy Grail at the time. 
um, and uh, blessing. Even though there was a lot of tension in the band, they didn't let me on about it at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were professional enough to um, to rehearse with me, um, to so we could put that show on. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew a lot about that. Like obviously, yeah. you know, with Frank being yeah. my best mate. So yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty testing. It was a rough time, you know. Yeah, yeah. But for um, but but uh, you know. Time heal, heals all wounds. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah. hope so, right? Most, most, well, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there you go. And so the band stops and you... What do you do after school? Like, what do you do now? I'm an electrician now. You're a sparky. Yeah, so... Huh. Yeah, that How did occupied, you get into that? Um, as a kid, I was into electronics. Yeah. So, like, but my you, cousin, he was an electrician as well. Okay. Um, and... I used to annoy him, like, while he was studying and stuff like that for, like, obviously trade school. Yeah. So, um, to shut me up, he'd be like, I'd just ask him, like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah. And just to shut me up, he's like, I'm doing this. And he taught me a little bit. And then he started giving me, like, copies of his work. Right. And he's like, go figure it out. Like, draw a circuit. Do this. Do that. Ah. And I'd work it out. And then he started bringing stuff back from his work. Yeah. And I make like simple circuits or whatever with lights. So I started putting lights in like every cupboard of my house with like a nine volt battery. <laughs> I thought it was the best thing in the world. Awesome. <laughs> now I do it, I hate it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So um, that's how I got into that. Yeah. There you go. And so you left school and you started an apprenticeship. Yeah, pretty much straight away, like um, January. Yeah. Wow. So short break and then straight, straight into, straight into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the, the band wraps up. And you start kind of, you know, you start building your, your home studio and yep. you start um, on a different path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. So, um, it, it wasn't anything new to me because I think when, when I was in year 12 doing the, I think it was like a vet um, music like assignment or something. We had to make that mixtape kind of thing. Oh, we had to make like a mixtape like, or like a compilation of whatever, a body of work. So we had to do oh, like yeah. a sampled thing. Yes. Um, record Something that we recorded or whatever. Yes, it was. Yes. I had gotten into like using Pro Tools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think in maybe like year 11. Yes. So I had my own equipment at home. I built my own computer. Oh. So I was recording stuff back then. Yes. So that's where all of that come into play. And with the struggle, as you know, with a band, you need to have band mates. Yes. I we couldn't do that anymore. Right. So like my hopes were like slowly fading down, even though I did still try and make other bands like with other musicians that I know. Yes. Um, same thing happens. Everyone leaves. Yep. You know? So, um, obviously with life, it gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone would leave and it never work out. So, um, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'll do it myself. And that's how it all pretty much started. started yeah. So I had to like relearn a new genre, everything. Like it was crazy because I, I, it felt like music was moving way too fast for how I'm learning. Even though I'm a quick learner when it comes to that kind of thing. Sure. It felt like it was moving way too quick. Once I, I felt like I had, all right, this is how you do this. Yes. Bang, it had changed. Right. And I was like, there's a new style, like pop music, popular music. It's just constantly changing. Yeah. Where yeah. like, with um, metal and all that, it was relatively the same. It was just like new elements that you bring into it. Sure. Yeah, you know that. So, yeah, um, yeah with um, hip-hop, trying to end pop music, because I, originally I wanted to do pop because I was singing. I was never into rapping and stuff like that. Right. I liked the music. 
I couldn't rap. Okay. So I never, I, I never really gave it a shot. Yes. But I did enjoy the music. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, like I kind of just wanted to go into pop music and learn how to make popular music. Yes. And that was very difficult because everything was changing. Like I said. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I struggled with it for a long time. I think huh. it took me about maybe two and a half years yeah. to wrap my head around how everything worked. Right. Even though I don't know, I'm not saying I know everything now. No. But no, I got no. a better understanding yes. or a grasp of how to produce. A yeah. Track. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to learn all of that, and I'd never made beats electronically. Yes. Like my first beat that I made, I made on Guitar Pro. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I tabbed it all in, and then I exported the MIDI, dropped that MIDI into Pro Tools. Yep. Found a sound, and I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> That's what it was. And that's what it was. Yeah. So, that's yeah. how I started off. Yeah. And so, how do you make your beats now? Now, all on a keyboard. Right. And then, um, most of the time, you don't need a keyboard. It's just with a mouse. Huh. Yeah. So, so you can some, drag it in. Sometimes with a keyboard, you'll actually play the, the rhythm of the beat yep. on the piano keyboard. Yep, yep, yep. And you'll have different sounds pre-recorded on the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll put it into the computer. And then even if you don't want the ones that are from the keyboard, you can change it in. The, yeah, in, correct. And Pro Tools? Pro Tools, yeah. Pro I still t- run Pro Tools. Yeah, right. Far out. Yeah. That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, so there was a lot of learning. And then obviously yeah. I didn't play um, keyboard. Uh, I played guitar. Yeah. So um, that was another hurdle that I had to kind of learn how to play the basics yeah. on a keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um. So that took time as well. Mm. Yeah, there was, there was a whole lot of things that I just like... You started from scratch. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And then even like my influence, so the, the way that I wrote stuff, yep. I thought that it had to be this kind of way, but then it wasn't sounding right. Right. And it was because I was doing like something really metal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Change so like melodies that I'm making and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I'd make like a bass line and it sounds like a riff, and you're like, no, it doesn't. It shouldn't be like that. No. You know. So I tried like writing from a guitar, but it just never really worked out that way. Okay. Now I can go back and play guitar, knowing what I know now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you've kind of come full circle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So all like it, it helped out. But mm. that was like a big block for me, like knowing all of that, mm. because I used to write majority of the stuff for the band. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I was always heavily involved in writing. Yeah, right. So, and making music. So, when I had to do that, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so, you started singing first and then, so when did you decide, well, you know what, I'm going to try and learn the like rapping kind of thing? I th- that was an accident. Huh. Yeah, that was a big accident. I didn't really go, oh, all right, I want to rap. Yep. I was singing and then I, like, just the way that I was writing things, it was like in like a flow. Yes. It had a flow. Yes. And um, it just come out that way. So, I wouldn't rap it because I didn't like my rapping voice. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd sing it. Right. So, I'd sing that and then I was like, oh, hold on, I'm pretty much rapping here. Yeah, right. And then I got more comfortable with it, and then I started rapping a little bit more. Okay. And now I still do both. Okay. But, yeah. And so, who would you say, well, now that you're producing and, and rapping and writing your own tunes um, under the umbrella of Jane Inn, yep. who would be, like, your main influences? Uh, so, the obvious Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. that that's, like, number one, and then Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. So, a lot, a lot of those things are more 
harmonies and production and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, and then like soul, that's like the main thing. Okay. So I try and focus on that a lot. Mm -hmm. But then, um, you probably know Chris Brown. Everyone knows Chris Brown. Chris Brown, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's probably one of them. Um, and then some new age artists that you probably wouldn't have a clue. But right, I'll, right. I'll, Ty Dollar Sign and yes. Roy Woods. They're uh, the ones that you yeah, look they're up the to main, a bit. main two that um, yeah, yeah. I really like their sound, and I feel like that's more what I'm about. About yeah, cool. yeah, that kind of style. I mean, because I do like my hip hop, but I, I don't have my finger on the pulse. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, like, it's, like I said, it's changing constantly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the landscape I, has changed crazy. There's this guy called um, Logic. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, and uh, Action Bronson. He's awesome too. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. He's <laughs> yeah. great, obviously. Um, uh, but like, I, I actually got into Logic because one of my work colleagues introduced me to him. And now um, I, I've become more of a fan of him than, than he is. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's funny. Sometimes people introduce you to to artists and they kind of like them and then and then you kind of obsess over them like yeah this guy's insane yeah yeah did you hear his new album and they're like nah yeah. <laughs> like it's sick yeah, you yeah. Listen, like, oh, i'm still listening to the first one I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah you get so, hung up on it like yeah yeah especially when they release new stuff unless you're like a diehard fan yeah yeah then you you don't really venture out Especially much. him, like he releases a lot. Yeah, yeah. So like it's hard every to sound six top. months, he's yeah. got a new album out. It's yeah, he's crazy. Crazy. His workload is is ridiculous. It's out of control. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's like the lifestyle for these guys. Yeah, it's all work. Like yeah, they, like I think it was like um, uh, no sleep. Like I think that's what what they're all saying. Like mm-hmm. sleep is for the week, pretty much. Yeah, right. That's right. So keep going. I'm pretty sure it was like P Diddy. He said it's like, well, everyone's sleeping. I'm working and I'm eating. Yeah, pretty right. much like use all sleep. I'm gonna keep on making music. I'm gonna keep on going further and further and further. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a culture about like you can't slack off. Yeah, right. Yeah, and now everyone's taking that like literally, mm. where you know, like with um rock bands and stuff, you release like an album in a year yeah let's say you got 10 to 15 tracks on on it in that year you got hip-hop artists that are like releasing mixtapes like every couple months yeah it's two three months and there's like 20 songs on it yeah yeah it's ridiculous like that like the the difference between the genres is insane like Mm. the the amount of songs and content but then like you get classics on rock like albums and stuff like that like you know these are the classics yeah. when you get these um, mixtapes or whatever you don't know which one's a classic or not it's like whatever yeah. charts that's a classic sure you yeah know, it's not like oh that one you know yeah. is awesome whatever they're all similar because they're all just like you know pumping them out yeah so yeah it, it's made it hard in that you know way yeah because you need to be working all the time releasing new content all, the, all time. the time. And so, what's your body of work looking like now? Like, um, how many releases have, have you made at the moment? I've released that? one EP, mm-hmm. which had seven, six or seven songs on it. Yep. I'm pretty much done my second EP, which has got eight. Okay, cool. Eight or nine. That's an um, album. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Struck another couple on there, man. Make it an album. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, I've got like, um, it's called Love and Heartbreak Part One. Okay. So, I don't want to just released part one and then not part two. Uh, okay. Because it was supposed to be an album. Yes. And I was like, nah, I'll release this and, you know, be more strategic with it. Sure, yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of that is strategy. 
yeah. and marketing and stuff like that, which is a whole other thing that you need to learn in, oh. in that game. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. So um, I broke it pretty much in half and then I axed a couple songs and worked on new things. So yeah. I probably will ax some more. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just release them as like throwaways or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. There so, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of a couple of tracks. Yeah. Yeah, a fair amount. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, tell me a little bit about your live playing now because you have been taking these tunes out on, onto the, the gig circuit and yep. like what the venues are like for the hip-hop scene. Like where did you play just on the past weekend? I played at Matthew Flinders, which you probably know as well. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think there was like posters like Shannon Knowles playing there like in maybe two weeks or something. Right, right. Yeah, so... Um, Pretty decent venue, good sound. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a, a place for that kind of style. Sure. Yeah. So, um, it, it's really weird, like where these things pop up. Like mm. that was that's like a, at an RSL or something, Matthew Flinders Hotel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then they have got like their own band room kind of thing okay. on the site. They have so, a hip hop um, night there. Well, that was the first one, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. with this. Um, uh, what was it? The Anthem Entertainment, so the okay. agency or whatever it was. Sure. So it was their first one that they had done there. Mm. How did it go? Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was good. Um, yeah, well, a lot of drunk people, but yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, all, they all had a good time, so yeah. Yeah, they were feeling it. Nice. So, yeah, it was a long night. Like, um, obviously, with setbacks and stuff, like rain and stuff like that. People oh, like, yeah, yeah. They wanted to delay it to wait for more people to come through. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it goes. So, mm. yeah, it was good, though. It was good. Yeah. Um, I played a 40-minute set, which is my first 40-minute set. Wow. And it's just you up there just with the me. mic. yeah. And the track playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, we've created, obviously, because we recorded them ourselves, we've got these backing tracks with... Um, we take out the vocals and stuff like that in yes. select areas and we'll keep harmonies yeah, and nice. ad-libs, all, all those kind of good things. Sure. So we can replicate it while still performing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did that with... Um, so I work with um, one of my friends. His name is Alex Rovib. He also goes by Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he played as well or performed. And um, yeah, so we record together. So, he'll come to my house, I'll go to his house. Nice. So, yeah, we kind of like bounce off each other. Collaborate a bit. Yeah, but he's like the engineering mastermind. Even with production, like Mm. recently I've taken a backseat in the production. My earlier work, I I was all about the production. Mm -hmm. But now I've taken a backseat and I'm like, I'm working and stuff, I've got a business, whatever. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, I'm like, I don't have time to make the music. Sure. So, he'll make beats for me or I'll come up with ideas or whatever and I tell him and then he'll make it yep. send them through and then we record it oh it's good so you've got another guy that you can bounce off now yeah yeah that yeah that must be fantastic yeah it's awesome and he's a legend yeah he's, oh, that's he's great. really good at what he does yeah so um yeah it's, it's good there you go man yeah um so uh have you got any stories from like those times like that you have played that we could kind of get a bit of a chuckle out of like have you ever like been at a show and like you've you've your track hasn't played properly or something oh, like that? well just just on the weekend yeah. um my ears dropped out right oh so, shit. yeah because I, I perform with ears now yes um more so for hearing damage i i can 
my hearing is pretty bad now. Right. Obviously with drums and stuff. So um, yeah, I've been playing with them, and the pack dropped out. I don't know what happened. Oh man, it dropped out, and I had no foldbacks. So I just had like front of stage going out to the crowd, and I couldn't really hear it. Oh no. So um, yeah, I hesitated a little bit. Yep. And I ran out in front, so like onto to the hear floor. It. Yes. Yeah, so I could hear it, and then I kept on going. Yes. So I kind of recovered like that. Yeah. But. Uh, funny i guess like there was some drunk lady and she waltzed up onto the stage or whatever and yeah. i've currently got green hair i change it all the time yeah but um yeah she come up while i'm performing and wanted to talk have a conversation about my green hair <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, the middle of a song in the middle of a song oh, and i leaned man. over i'm like what like what are you doing <laughs> i'm trying to see yeah man. yeah and she's just like trying to shake my hand and like feel my hair and i'm like <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So that was a bit odd, but yeah. I love it, man. You yeah. get a bit of juice in some people and they just do the wet, most weird and random thing. Yeah, it know? was crazy. Oh but my gosh. It wasn't too bad, so I, I yeah. can't play. Yeah, that's it. It could have been worse. Um, well, man, it's been so great kind of listening to your story and, and, the, and the transition that you've made from, you know, playing the... Um, ACDC and Wolf Mother yeah, big and change. then now into the pop and hip hop uh, uh, genre um, we, it is kind of tradition around here on the Art of Touring to have a little bit of a preview of a song of the of the artist that we've been listening to is there any kind of track that you've released previously that we could kind of listen to that you feel would give um, people an idea of of, um, of your style of my style oh, I kind of like flutter between certain styles but I am on Spotify. Yep. Um, or everywhere, pretty much, mm. or online. Um, maybe Klitschko or um, The Way I Like It. The They're Way I Like It? Yeah. E- either two of them. All right, yeah, sweet. So it's like kind of R&B and then there's more beatbox kind of hip-hop. So more rapping. Do you mind yeah. if we play actually a snippet of both of those tracks? To yeah, kind you can of sh- do that, sure. Beautiful. All right, well, we'll, heal, we'll have heard both of those That's tunes. pretty much the range, yeah, where it... Where of where Jane kind of lives, yeah, cool, nice yeah, one. So it displays kind of both of it. Yeah, a little bit explicit, but yeah, that's oh, hip hop. That's all right. We we'll we'll put the disclaimer at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but it, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, that's good, man. Oh, thanks yeah. again for coming in and You're welcome, um, man. Uh, the, appreciate it. The 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 EP at the moment that out is out at the moment. What's that one called again? That's called Love and Heartbreak Part One. Heart- Part one, yep, and part two is coming soon. Yeah, that I'm hoping very soon. Yeah, yeah, I just got to shoot a couple of videos and do the rest of it for the release. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. but it's pretty much done. Oh, excellent! I'm just sitting on it. It's getting frustrating. Yeah, we have to yeah. do all the other things before you can drop yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. And if people do want to follow your musical career, you can just look for Jane in on Instagram, yeah, Facebook, all, that, yeah. all the regular channels. Yep, all of them. Uh, Jane in official. Jane in official. Or, or my website, janein.com. That's it. There it is. Yeah. Pretty simple. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been so good, man. And um, we will see you out there getting it done. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> see you, brother. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you. And that's a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 65, all done. 
A little bit late, but we got there. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the show, I'd love it for you to come back every week. I have a new guest each week. Uh, so you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can just email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show. Maybe you have an idea for someone who you think I could reach out to who would be a good fit for this podcast. Please um, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can listen to The Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher even. We're on Stitcher. So if you've enjoyed this episode, take a moment to give the podcast a rating uh, within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review. And stick around next stick, well, 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 stick around next week for another episode. Um, they are usually on Wednesdays, but sometimes life gets in the way, podcast listeners. So I do appreciate your patience. Uh, now let's get into some plugs. On Saturday, August 31... Members of the Passouts and Warbirds are playing Pearl Jam's Vitalogy in its entirety for the 25th anniversary of the album in 2019. We're putting on this massive epic show at the Corner Hotel in Richmond. Tickets are on sale right now via the Corner's website. So log on right now and grab your tickets before they're all gone. Head straight to the Corner Hotel. That's just cornerhotel.com. Head to their gig section and buy your tickets. Supporting us on the night will be two of Art of Touring alumni, Julian James and Nick Ivkovich, with their band, The Millionaires Club. These guys play exclusively wrestling theme songs. So it's going to be an amazing night, guys. That's Saturday, August 31st. Saturday, August 31st, guys. You heard it twice at the Corner Hotel. Tickets are available right now, so get them while you can. You don't want to miss out on the gig of the year. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Jane Inn. Uh, you can follow his musical journey on all his social channels, uh, Jane Inn Official on Facebook, Instagram, um, and also janein.com. Uh, that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Touring with the Sis. Oh, I'm losing my voice, man. I can't do my tagline, dude. Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by the iToilet, because when you gotta go, you gotta go! You got that too. <laughs> Nightmare, yeah. Fuck yeah. I got it at home too. Yeah, I, I, I literally played it like two nights ago. No shit. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, I, I got the, um, I got this one, Zombie. Yeah. And the third one. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's bizarre, man. Have you played that? I, I just saw it in the corner, I didn't even see it. No, I have played. I played it obviously as a kid, as well. But um, we played it about about a year ago, um, and you, all you got to do is just bring it up on YouTube. Yeah, you don't yeah. even need the VCR anymore. Exactly, you just need the board. Yeah, you just need the board and the game pieces and everything. I'm such an idiot. I went and bought a VCR. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, you didn't. That's what he got. So you can play Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And you just said it so casually. I was like, yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard, it here, you heard it here, folks. If you do have Nightmare at home and you want to play it, don't go and buy a VCR like <laughs> Josh has. You seriously bought a VCR? Yeah, I bought one, yeah. Where did, where did you find a VCR in 2019? Uh, cash converters. Uh, cash That's is. the only place I could think of. Yeah, and they yeah. had one. They had one, yeah. How much was it? About 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. that's that's bargain. Yeah, I know, but that's the only reason why I You bought it? Yeah. yeah. I don't have any VCRs anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm, them. I think it's a good thing because now with that little piece of technology, you can watch a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't have been able to watch yeah. before you bought it like you know what I mean yeah. like not everything's on YouTube like I've got videos and stuff like taped off the telly yeah you yeah, know yeah, with yeah. all the old, old ads in it and stuff I'd have to dig around in the yeah. in the attic to find something hmm but I'm sure there'd be a lot most definitely